Talking Pharmacy is brought to you in partnership with Viatris, supporting pharmacy across RX dispensing, retail and OTC sales and patient service delivery. Hello, I'm Richard Thomas, editor of Pharmacy Magazine, and welcome to this episode of the Talking Pharmacy Extra podcast, where I talk to PAGB Chief Executive Michelle Riddles about the Consumer Healthcare Trade Body's annual self-care survey, which coincides with National Self-Care Week, and that's taking place right now. I started by asking Michelle, what were the headline findings from the survey? Well, our survey, which was carried out on more than 2,000 UK adults, did find that consumers lack confidence and knowledge to care for some of the most common self-treatable conditions and highlights the threat this poses to that, you know, struggling frontline health service. You know, more than half of the respondents, 52% didn't feel confident in treating backache, for example, or one in five people, around 23%, didn't feel comfortable in treating a headache. So, you know, there's some concern around some of the stats that we're seeing there. And with the so-called twindemic looning this um, winter, the NHS can't afford um, people turning up at A&E to treat some of these kind of minor ailments, um, such as coughs and headaches and sore throats. So I think that's, um, you know, one of the really big key findings. And another one, I guess, was worryingly over a quarter of people. So 27% reported that they did think it was acceptable to go to A&E and use GP services for conditions that they could treat themselves. So obviously not ideal when we're trying to kind of push people um, towards pharmacy and self-care that people may want to be utilising the NHS um, a little bit more. Um, And I think one of the other concerns that kind of came out of it for us is that compared to what people had said back in 2020, there does seem to be um, a small drop in the number of people who are talking about self-care as their first option. Um, And, you know, they were saying in um, 2020, it was 69% and now 64% of respondents who wouldn't have considered self-care as their first option before the pandemic said they're more likely to do so in the future. So that's gone down um, from the 2020, only 5%. But what we're concerned about is, we, you know, we wanted to embed positive behaviours. And what we're seeing is that you know, they don't appear to be embedded and people are kind of going back to the norm um, and looking at GP and A&Es. Yeah, those, the drop-off there is is concerning, isn't it? Um, and, and certainly if it just means adding pressure to, you know, our overburdened, you know, A&E and GP services. I can't believe one in five people, I think you said, Michelle, not comfortable self-treating a headache and um, that's uh, that's a surprising start were there any other um surprises in the report um i think it, we found it surprising that despite the difficulty that many consumers face getting gp appointments that there's actually been that fall in number of people seeking advice from pharmacies for common ailments and you know it's gone down Um, a little bit, again, compared to last year, but fewer than half, so 44% 
um, now, now turn to the you know highly qualified healthcare professionals for initial advice, but that's down from 47% last year. So again, another indication that it's slipping back into that past behaviours. And you know, our our findings do show, which I think is kind of positive, that the public do want to embrace self-care, but need those kind of tools and infrastructure to help them with it. So 64% of people who don't already use self-care option as their main option when they're poorly would like to do so. And 79% of people think that people should take more responsibility for their own health. And, you know, 73% agree that GPs and A&E appointments shouldn't be used for self-treatable conditions. So there's some positivity there. But when you then translate that into what people are actually doing, we're not kind of seeing the uplift that we'd like to see. So, you know, we think it's important part of self-care is that it's making that healthcare understandable and accessible. And only then will people feel confident in looking after their own healthcare. So that's kind of ensuring that people are aware of the services and facilities that they can use. And that, you know, in fact, 81% of people said that they felt they needed more self-care education. And 67% of people said the NHS should make more information about self-care available online. So I think there's some tools that NHS, pharmacy and industry could potentially help um, facilitate to enable people to have some of that confidence. Yeah, I was going to ask um, you about that. So how do we get people back into community pharmacies then and and talk into pharmacy teams about these um, self-treatable conditions? Yeah, I mean, I think we feel that people need to be empowered to self-care Um, And, you know, referring back to my previous answer of understanding what's available and and that education piece. And I think, you know, therefore, there's an urgent call to action for government and the NHS to drastically improve that self-care education. Um, You know, and that can't be done in isolation. And I think we do feel that industry and pharmacy have a role in um, improving some of that. But we've joined up with a number of you know the pharmacy trade associations and other stakeholders um calling for the government to develop a national self-care strategy and we do think that that would encourage and support people's ability to self-care and facilitate an environment that would approve access to effective otc treatments so i think we're already calling for that and i think this survey just highlights the continued need for that and i guess one of you know the interesting thing there's been a lot of change in government um, and the returning secretary of state for health and social care Steve Barclay has said you know the NHS can't do everything being asked of it and there are too many NHS core priorities and if everything's a priority then nothing's a priority and we really believe that self-care is an answer that could solve many of those challenges faced by the NHS but the government really needs to look to unleash that potential so I think in terms of you know our call to action we're calling for a number of recommendations directly related to pharmacies to help that self-care so um, you know one of the things that we've been asking for for a while is that community pharmacies should be able to refer people directly and digitally to other healthcare professionals that they should be able to populate medical records and you know, making sure that the community pharmacies have the resources they need to continue to provide those key services and then help support self-care safely. 
Michelle Riddles from PAGB there with some worrying observations about the public's alarming lack of confidence and knowledge when it comes to self-treating the most common conditions. Also concerning is that the number of people who have gone to a pharmacy for advice for these common ailments has fallen this year compared to last clearly work for industry and sector to do here and interesting to see PAGB repeating its call for a national self-care strategy but also making the point that while pharmacies have the expertise to support people to care for themselves they need the resources to allow them to do this. Thousands of pharmacies are at risk of closure says PAGB because they're insufficiently resourced. Should these closures take place there would be a significant and detrimental effect on self-care. It's well worth checking out the latest PAGB self-care survey. It's called Taking Care, Taking Control, Self-Care Attitudes 2022. There's a link in the show notes to this podcast and extensive coverage in Pharmacy Magazine and online. It's particularly interesting on the barriers to prevent pharmacies from playing a bigger role in self-care. So that's it for this edition of the Talking Pharmacy Extra podcast. All the Talking Pharmacy pods are available on the Pharmacy Magazine website, pharmacymagazine.co.uk, or from your usual podcast provider. Make sure you subscribe and follow us so you don't miss a single episode. Until the next time, thanks very much for listening. Talking Pharmacy is brought to you in partnership with Viatris, supporting pharmacy across RX dispensing, retail and OTC sales and patient service delivery. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.